0: Trusted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree, Santa's on his way, he's filled his sleigh with things, things for you and for me. It's that time of year when the world falls in love every song. To say, Merry Christmas, may your new year's dreams come true. And this song of mine in three-quarter time <laughs> wishes you and yours the same thing. The same thing, too. Frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree. Santa's on his ways, filled his sleigh with things, things for you and for me. when the world falls in love every song you hear seems to say merry christmas may your new year's dreams come true and that song of mine in three-quarter time wishes you and yours wishes you and yours. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, you and yours the same. Thing.
1: Good morning and welcome. These are your announcements for Sunday, December 4th. First, I'd like to highlight five activities happening this week. Tomorrow night, Monday, 7 o'clock, is our annual remembrance service. That's both streaming and in person. If you'd like the name of your loved one read aloud at the service, please sign up in the Garden Court or send an email to the church office. On Tuesday evening, continues the healing and wellness service. So healing and wellness service, if you've never been, it's a little meditation and a chance to feel the transforming power of healing with another person practicing with you. Third Wednesday, Reverend Tony's Season of Light continues her service, Season of Light. It's a series celebrating this season. Sorry, did I say service or season? What did I say? I don't even know. Season of light series, Wednesday evenings, including a winter solstice service on the 21st. On Thursday evenings throughout December at 4.30, elementary children are invited to winter arts and crafts class. Okay, Thursday evenings, 4.30. Next Sunday afternoon, you're invited to coffee, tea, and Reverend Pat. If you're new or feel new, or just wanna chat with Reverend Pat and other people from Unity, please come and get to know other people here at Unity. The nominating committee for the Board of Trustees is Seeking Qualified Board Applicants. There is an informational meeting on Tuesday evening, December 13th. If you feel called to serve Unity as a member of the Board of Trustees, I think you'll find it an incredibly rewarding experience and this current board is amazing to participate and be a part of. So I invite you to join us for an informational meeting Tuesday evening, December 13th. Uh, please save the date for the holiday sing along with Lori Dawkin and Aaron Schwab uh, right after the second service on Sunday, December 18th. Save the date, holiday sing along. Uh, Two options for Christmas Eve candlelight services on the 24th. First, 5 o'clock, that's a family-friendly service, and then 8 o'clock, which is with the Unity Choir. So 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, there's only one service, 9.30 930 a.m. Christmas Day. It'll be both live stream and here in person. Okay? For more information on these and other upcoming events, please check out the Minneapolis Unity Minneapolis website, Facebook page, bulletin, the insert, the electronic newsletters, peak of the week or happening at Unity. You can find much more information about these and other upcoming events. Now, I just have a quick uh, special announcement. I'd like to introduce Sherry Zitzloff. She is the wonderful chair of our finance committee, has served Unity in many capacities over the years, and has Uh, been more than a little bit personally responsible for the current level of um, prosperity, which uh, we currently enjoy. So Sherry, please come on up for a special announcement.
2: All right, that has to be so I can see it. I'm Sherry Zitzloff and I am on the Finance Committee here at church. And today I'd like to talk with you about year-end financial giving things. Every year, the church has a line item in our budget uh, that includes anticipated year-end financial giving. As with many nonprofits, a good share of our income comes in at year-end, and we prioritize it. And I am inviting you to consider your your year-end financial giving and prioritize unity in that giving the fun part here I'm kind of a news hound I read the paper every day I go online I listen to it on the radio sometimes I see it on TV and I was and as I was thinking about what I wanted to say today I realized I was being bombarded with articles about year giving and how important it is and even suggestions in these articles about where to give some of the headlines that jumped out at me. Give local. Help children eat, see, hear, and grow. Help black farmers who know hyperlocal doesn't mean fancy. And Here's a long headline. The world still needs help, even during the holidays. This is not the time to turn away from the worries of the world. So how does that apply to us here at Unity? Give local. Here we are. This is your church home. This is where we come for Sunday services. We have uh, classes and workshops offered to help us grow and practice Unity principles and how they apply in our everyday life. We have the best music. We have sing-alongs at the holidays. We have Women of Unity group. Men of Unity Group, book groups, prayer groups, healing services, service angels, prayer chaplains. We had Circulation Day this year in our community. We even provide space for community meetings such as AA. Year-end giving to Unity checks that box, give local. Help children eat, see, read, and grow Our youth and family ministry here at Unity is all about helping our children grow their little spirits. We have Sunday school for the children. Nursery services are provided. We had family picnics, family barbecues, ice cream socials. We have the winter arts and craft classes coming up. The church website devotes an entire section to our children where they can go on and hear music, hear a lesson, have a story read to them, color, pray, all for our children. Yep, we check the box, help children grow. The next headline, help black farmers. Okay, I don't have an example of this one, but we're a creative group. And perhaps in 2023, we can help black farmers. And the article was super interesting. New York Times, if you care to check it out. And finally, the article the world still needs help, even during the holidays. Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. We are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous spiritual community, inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service, our unity mission and vision statements. Your year-end gift to Unity Minneapolis does make an impact, local, with children and families, and in a transformed world. I invite you to join me and prioritize unity in your year-end financial giving. If you have not given past year-end financial gifts, I encourage you to give it a try. It's amazing to see what giving brings back to you. Thank you.
3: Join me in our opening prayer. Thank you, Sherry. Let's just take a moment and take that deep breath. And as we exhale, let's surrender again to this infinite, invisible presence within. And today, we are grateful that we know this divine presence within is peace, peace that our teacher, Jesus says, passes all human understanding. Grateful that we know this peace within our hearts, in our minds. And we know without a doubt that this peace within continues to manifest without into our world. And for that, we are grateful. So we see a world truly transformed by love and peace and compassion. And for that, we are grateful. We hold each and every individual, each and every living thing in our heart today, knowing that they too have a potential for peace within them. And we hold that, we give thanks for that, and we say, thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. The second Sunday of Advent, we can continue our journey into Christmas as we prepare our hearts to feel and know more of that same Christ presence that Jesus, our teacher and way Shore, taught. Our candle today is for peace. With more light, we establish peace inside ourselves. Each day is a step on our journey. And like the wise men, we come closer to inner peace, lasting peace. Angels represent our highest thoughts. In Luke, we read that the angel said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is well pleased. Today, lighting our Advent candle, and I'm going to invite to come forth, that would be Rita and Willow and CeCe Webster. Who's gonna do the light? Aren't these dresses adorable? Aren't they beautiful? Who's gonna do the lighting of the advent candle today? Lucky okay, grandmother. Let's appreciate this. Okay, very much so. Let us pray together. Father, Mother, God, we dedicate all our Christmas plans. We dedicate our hopes, work, gatherings, and challenges to you. We know that your spirit of wisdom in our minds prepares the way to the birth of the full realization of the Christ presence within. In this birth, we are at peace Because we are never separated from God. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. If you're able to do so, we invite you to stand as we sing our opening song, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear.
0: Of gold, when peace shall overwhelm the earth, its ancient splendors world send back the song which now the angels
3: say. Thank you, and please be seated. You know, unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. We teach practical teachings that help us to live meaningful, healthy, and prosperous lives. Unity is also uh, one of our core values here is that of welcoming, my dear friends. So today, if you are new or you feel like you are new, we would like to give you a very special welcome. We invite you, if you would, to take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. New or feel like you are new today in our sanctuary Well, we do have some new. I feel like you're new today. Keep your hands up, please, until our ushers get to you. Keep your hands up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card there. If you choose to fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk, then we have a special gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that one-on-one personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform representing our congregation is this, and that is, dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We also welcome those that are streaming with us today. We're grateful that you're with us. And if you are new or you feel like you're new, put that in the chat. We invite you to fill out that contact card and allow someone from our congregation to reach out and connect with you. Let's appreciate these guests today, okay? <clears throat> Let's affirm together our affirmations, and they're in your order of service. Today, we are affirming together our vision statement. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. And now the affirmation for this Sunday, the second Sunday of Advent. Together, on this day of Advent, may my heart and mind be established in the peace of God. It is the first Sunday of the month, so the first Sunday of the month, we always honor birthdays and anniversaries. My dear friends, if you have a birthday or an anniversary today, we invite you to stand and allow us to honor your presence. If you're streaming with us, put it in the chat. Remain standing here. Yes, what birthdays? Birthdays and anniversaries, yes. <laughs> Remain standing just for a moment. Let us, uh, let us see who you are so that we can give you that very personal uh, birthday greeting after the service as well. Let us, Month of December, Charles Fillmore has assigned the power of life, life. Uh, The disciple is Judas, and life is the ability to energize and uh, enliven and vitalize and invigorate. And the affirmation is, I am filled with life, sweet life. It's one of my favorite affirmations. I am filled with life, sweet life. Let's affirm that together. I am filled with life, sweet life. Thank you, and you may be seated. Uh, let's have the reading of the Daily Word today.
4: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. You're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, The prayer box is located in the garden court, where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for another additional 30 days. The word for today is peace, centered in God, I am a peaceful presence, stepping away from the busyness of holiday preparations and the important work that must be completed before years end. I continue my Advent journey by practicing peace in the present moment, wherever I am. I am gracious with store clerks and servers in restaurants. I add positive, peaceful thoughts to conversations. When I am traveling, I bless other drivers with whom I share the road and my fellow passengers on public transportation. Peace flows from that place in consciousness where God's presence fills my awareness I need not find a quiet corner. When I am willing, anywhere can be a peaceful sanctuary. The peace of God refreshes me and goes with me as I return to the activities of the day. Wherever I go, Whatever I'm doing, I am a peaceful presence. And Scripture tells us, my friends, may the Lord give you strength to his people, may the Lord bless his people. Some Psalms chapter twenty nine, verse eleven. The word for today is peace.
0: Shire. See you say Lord, at thy birth. Jesus. Lord, at thy
5: birth. For this Peace Sunday meditation, Reverend Pat asked me to read Amazing Peace, a Christmas poem by Dr. Maya Angelo. So if you feel comfortable, close your eyes, and listen to these timeless words, and when I'm done, we'll take a moment of silence. Thunder rumbles in mountain passes, and lightning rattles the eaves of our houses. Floodwaters await us in our avenues. Snow falls upon snow, falls upon snow to avalanche over unprotected villages. The sky slips low and gray and threatening. We question ourselves what have we done to so affront nature? And we worry, God, are you there? Are you there, really? Does the covenant you made with us still hold? Into this climate of fear and apprehension, Christmas enters. Streaming lights of joy, ringing bells of hope, and singing carols of forgiveness high up in the bright air. The world is encouraged to come away from rancor, come the way of friendship. It is the glad season. Thunder ebbs to silence and lightning sleeps quietly in the corner. Floodwaters recede into memory. Snow becomes a yielding cushion to aid us as we make our way to higher ground. Hope is born again in the faces of children. It rides on the shoulders of our aged as they walk into their sunsets. Hope spreads around the earth, brightening all things, even hate, which crouches, breeding in dark corridors. And in our joy, we think we hear a whisper. At first it is too soft, then only half heard. We listen carefully as it gathers strength. We hear a sweetness. The word is peace. It is loud now. It is louder, louder than the explosion of bombs. We tremble at the sound. We are thrilled by its presence. It is what we have hungered for, not just the absence of war, but for true peace, a harmony of spirit, a comfort of courtesies, security for our beloveds and their beloveds. We clap hands and welcome the peace of Christmas. We beckon this good season to wait a while with us. We, Baptist and Buddhist, Methodist and Muslim, say, Come, peace. Come and fill us and our world with your majesty. We, the Jew and the Janist, the Catholic and the Confucian, implore you, implore you to stay with us a while. So we may learn by your shimmering light how to look beyond complexion and see community. It is Christmas time, a halting of hate time. And on this platform of peace, we can create a language to translate ourselves to ourselves and to each other. At this holy instant, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ into the great religions of the world. We jubilate the precious advent of trust. We shout with glorious tongues at the coming of hope. All the earth's tribes loosen their voices to celebrate the promise of peace. We angels and mortals, believers and non-believers, look heavenward and speak the word aloud, peace. We look at the world and speak the word aloud, peace. We look at each other, then into ourselves. And we say without shyness or apology or hesitation, peace, my brother. Peace, my sister. Peace, my soul. Peace my brother, peace my sister, peace my soul.
0: I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a baby inside. Do you wonder, as you watch my face, if a wiser one should have had (laughs) No.
6: no. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath no, focus take a deep breath tell me what you felt when she was singing. Awe, yes. Love. Surrender. Last week, Reverend Phil told us there was power in the word. We just experienced the power in the word. Not only in that music, but also in the poem that Eden read us. There's power in the word. There's power in spoken, sung, thought. And This is the power of creation. And through that word, in the power and the presence that is God, we create. And so, how do we then continue to create peace? We experienced it just for a little while here today. Viscerally, I don't know about you, but for me it was a visceral feeling. So what happens when I step outside later in the hustle and the bustle of this time? Do I remember that I carry within me the Christ? Do I remember that? I carry within me the Christ. And it is mine to do to bring that Christ forward. And when I remember that I am the Christ in this form, in this form, then I can in fact bring harmony and balance and calm and love So the key, as Reverend Phil reminded us again last week as well it's necessary for us to wake up to that remembrance. Wake up to who I am, what I am, and what that means on a day-to-day basis. This week, we talked about peace. And I was um, (laughs) challenged, to say the least, when uh, Reverend Pat points out that not only is this the week that we're going to talk about peace, but we're also going to talk about the fourth agreement. I mean, the th- second agreement. I'd prefer the fourth one, but I'll take the second one. <laughs> ay, ay ay The second agreement, which is, don't make it personal. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's not one of the easier agreements of the four. Um, it's fascinating, though, um, when, when he uses, in the first example that uh, Don Miguel uses in, his, in that chapter is, you're walking down the street and somebody you know yells out, hey, you're stupid. And how do you react? Where do you go with that? Well, I didn't have necessarily have a problem with that because if somebody I don't know walking down the street just yells at me, I'm thinking, maybe we need to see if he needs help. I don't necessarily take that one personally. Maybe. <laughs> and then sometimes I might if um, they yelled out at me, you're looking a little fat there, lady. I might take that one personally. But I hope I would take a deep breath and say, maybe that guy needs a little help, or that woman needs a little help. But the key here is, it, it, it's, it's, some of these things are easy not to take personally. I mean, they are. Because you know who you are. You know who you truly are. Some of them aren't so easy to do that with. And that's what brings us this tension that moves us off of center and out of our own peace. I found it interesting. Um, Maya Angelou's, Dr. Angelou's poem ends with uh, looking inward to my soul. Peace starts right here, it doesn't start out there. Peace is not the absence of war. Peace is a balance and a harmony and a a holding true to center in every instance. Even in those instances that are um, threatening, holding center keeps me in a place of peace. Why is it that we take things personally? One of the things that, um, that Reverend Phil mentioned caught me last week. I know I've heard this. I know I probably have read it in other places, but it really, it really touched me again to, um, to go back and look it up again. That's my way of doing things. Let me go verify that because I'm not sure. Um, when he said that from the ages of 2 to 7, our brains work mostly in theta, Theta is the place of creativity. We all know two to six-year-olds six can be unbelievably creative and imaginative. And they can bring up so much stuff, so many beautiful images and so much stories. I can remember my son. Oh, I don't think he's watching today. My son, when he was two or three, wanted to give my mother something for her birthday. And so he knew where her old jewelry was. And he went into her old jewelry box, found something that was pretty for him, wrapped it in some newspaper, and shared with her that he had bought this for her. <laughs> just for her. And my mother recognized what this was. But she also knew the love that came out of that gift and his ability to make it special for him. He told her, I bought this for you. Mm. So we make these, we make these. uh, I think uh, Don uh, Miguel uses the term film. We make a film about our lives, and those films are true to us. And we absorb as if in a hypnotic spell from the time we're two until we're about six or seven. And then we wonder why we have issues in our lives because we've taken in an awful lot of things, one that are necessary for us to live. That's where we learn. We don't really come in knowing this stuff. We have to learn it. We have to learn how to do in society, in civil, in community. But if the messages that we are getting are less than positive or are coming out of the beliefs and the films of our parents, we become like our parents. We become like society tells us. Just because we don't have, until we are at least seven or eight, the brain power to make those decisions for ourselves, according to science. When I was five, I was so excited, we had a little contest at church drawing contest and I drew this I thought it was the greatest picture of a deer head you know on facing on great I actually I think I'm I don't know I thought I might have won a ribbon but that may be just a wishful dream on my own but anyway I brought it home I was so excited my mom looks at it and she goes it's a good thing we have other artists in the family Thank you for that reaction. (laughs) Because at five years old, I didn't have the ability to do that. And I immediately went to, well, I can't draw. I'm not creative. And I heard myself on Saturday morning as we were with the Women of Unity at a table. And somebody said, well, where are your cards you're going to make them? I said, I'm not creative. I don't do that. I'll be your gopher. Folks, that was 70 years ago that my mama told me that, and I'm still exercising something that's not true about me because I created this lesson. Well, sorta. Of, thank you, God. Um, and I created. You know, I can create. I can be creative. But my knee jerk is to go there. And interestingly enough, when somebody pointed out on Saturday morning, "What do you What do you mean you can't create?" Challenging my belief, my deep down belief, I got defensive. I took it personally about not knowing myself, not believing in myself. It's that easy. It's that easy to take it personal. So how do we not do that? And what is the advantage of not taking it personally? If I don't take your opinion of me as a truth of who I know I am, I have a freedom to be. What I then what I need to look at, though, is, hmm... What button did I push in that person? Or is it was it something that I said or did or how I said something that caused that person to feel uncomfortable and react in a way, in the way they did? Because, you see, when somebody reacts to me, it's not about me, it's about them. Most of the time. When I react to someone, it's not about them. It's all about me. Now, how do I work through that to find the peace that comes from knowing myself? When someone comes at me with a... Gained a little weight, have you there, Tony? I can, in fact, get defensive. Say, well, I'm working at it. I'm trying. What do you mean I'm doing? Hey, I'm 75. What do you expect? Blah, 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 blah. All of those kinds of things. Or I can look at it and say, that's an interesting thing. Is there truth in that? Yeah, there is. But it's not me. It's not the who of I am. It's the condition I've created. And I can be, oh, yeah, you're right. I have. You're you're right. Put on some few pounds. Thanks. And see it as a a mirror that reflects back to me what's going on. If it's a really, really strong um, lashing and you can feel an anger in it, I maybe could take a deep breath and wonder, wonder, what is it in that person that they're afraid to look at that they're looking at that what what's going on with them and how can i be at peace and hold the space for both of us to move through this and find balance i don't take it personally we can play that at all levels you can play that individually we can play that here in a community Where we disagree, where the buttons being pushed? And how can I take it not personal? It's not about, unless I have something to say to you, then I have to look at that. I have to look at how I said it. What did I say? It's an unconscious intention, then I can apologize. I can apologize. It was not my intention to be that way. Please let's start over. Let me share with you where I'm coming from and you can do the same. If it was intentional, I got a lot more work to do. In any event, <laughs> in any event, the, the, the source of the peace that we all long for is the recognition of the Christ within. Each of us the Christ in all things, and the love that it is. So to find that peace, to find that harmony, to be in that space throughout this crazy day means take a breath, breathe, know who you are, know who I am at my core, and know that everything else will pass. Everything else will pass. And we will find peace. Robert Sikin uh, was one of the original unity ministers uh, way back. He and his wife wrote some several books. But he writes this in his book, Light for Our Age. And I've modified his words just a tad uh, to... Uh, be more inclusive. Our evolution into an awareness of ourselves as real and living part of all that God is opens the door in consciousness that will allow a flood of insight and ever greater dominion and authority here and now. And when we have dominion and authority over our own selves, we will have peace in here. And when we have peace in here, one at a time, we will find peace in our world. So I say, peace, brother. Peace, sister. Peace, my soul.
0: never till he i taught us to love one another his law is is love love, and his gospel gospel is peace change shall And in his name, all oppression shall cease, sweet him.
3: Bravo. Thank you. Before I receive our offering, I want to do a couple of shout outs. First of all, I want to thank our decor team. This is absolutely magnificent. I want to truly thank you. Uh, And I, you worked, I was in the, they worked at least two and a half days, maybe even longer I get the nod. It's longer, okay? But they, it was just a beautiful experience for me to watch. And uh, you notice I said watch. It was a beautiful experience. And so the sanctuary is just gorgeous. So thank you so much. The other shout I want to do is shout out is offer of youth and family ministry. Last night I had the pleasure of being present at a youth and family ministry event where we decorated the tree. Notice it in Friendship Hall. We had the cutest children in the whole wide world. I promise you that. I promise you that. And they were priceless we had some of them had cookies and we had all kind of wonderful things I think my favorite part of the evening when about four of them climbed onto me (laughs) and uh, I it was fabulous they took a picture actually and it's a picture that I will treasure for a long time it felt like I don't mean this ugly in any shape but it felt like a bunch of puppies just kind of coming all over me you know (laughs) But guys, we're doing an awesome job in our youth and family ministry department. I know it's you know, just wonderful, so I thank you for that very much. So with that being said, I want to do a shout-out. So I want us to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive that. Uh, and the offertory blessing is in your order of service. And so let's just go within for a moment. Let's go within and just know without a doubt that we know this divine presence within is peace. Peace, peace, my brother, peace, my sister. And we are truly grateful for the opportunity to give, to practice that spiritual law of circulation, that spiritual law of giving and receiving. And for that, we are grateful. Grateful for this community and the difference it is making in the world. Now let us affirm together our church offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, God. Amen. And in my excitement to share what was going on here, I failed to mention that uh, there's many different ways to give. You know them, the QR codes, there's a link on your screen. Those that are streaming with us today, we invite you to give as well. So let us just take a moment as we bless these gifts. We bless all the gifts that's been received this week. We bless them and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. I have an important and exciting announcement about our all in campaign, fundraising campaign that we've been talking about now for several weeks. When we got started, we picked today's date, December the 4th, as Announcement Sunday, and it was my plan to announce and celebrate that together we had reached our goal. I said it was my plan. But I'm not going to be able to do that today, and yet I have great news. That news is worth celebrating. We have received commitment cards from over half, about 55% of our congregation. And the pledges have been generous. We have we have, are filled with gratitude for the commitment, so many of you have made to help transform this spiritual home, especially to make it more accessible and inclusive, for all of our congregation. But the simple simple truth is we are not yet all in, but I know that we will be. We just need to hear from our members who may still be in that discernment process and have not yet turned their commitment cards in. There's over a month until the campaign officially ends on January the 8th, so there's still time to make your commitment. If you've not made your pledge, I urge you to take some time to think about what unity means to you, your spiritual journey, and then determine how you and your resources can help us fulfill the manifestation of our vision and mission for this space, a total 100% accessible building. I know that we are asking much of you. Our service opened this morning with Sherry Zitloff asking you to support our annual year-end giving campaign, the funds that we need in the near term to keep our facility and our programs up and running. Now I'm asking you to make a joyful commitment to be all-in for our long-term campaign, to give a sense of abundance and joy, give it to help help us reach our goal. Guys, we're doing well. We really are. I want to just emphasize that. All of our cards are not in, obviously, and I want to give that time for them to be in. Nancy Merritt, would you wave your hand? Nancy's our co-chair of this campaign. We thank you and Jim Knapp for being that. So thank you for being all in this morning. I love that. Whoever said woohoo, it's great. And you guys, we thank you so much. I have all the faith in the world that we will reach this. We will reach this. And there's ways to look at it. The card here is simple. You know, if you're, it's even a place to check and say, I'm still in the discernment process. I'm holding you in my prayers. Turn the card in. Let's count the card so that we're all in. Okay? I believe we have a, we have a few children out there, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Let's, uh, let's stand. Yes, let's stand and bring them in.
0: Here mm-hmm. we
5: Oh, thank you, everyone, for bringing your young'uns with us. We had a great time at our holiday party last night in Youth and Family Ministry, thanks to all who came and brought your children. And our next event is our sing-along on December 18th, so we hope you'll stay after the 1130 service and join us for that. We'll have Lori Dawkin and Aaron Schwab. It's going to be a hoot. And finally, our Christmas Eve service. We're still looking for a few more angels for the 5 p.m. service. So if you know of some young people who would love a pair of wings and a halo, come talk to me. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. I
3: I know some adults that might want a pair of wings and a halo as well. But if you're looking for joining an angel, it's perfect, Cassidy. Reverend Tony, thanks for a wonderful lesson today. Join us on the platform as we know together our prayer for protection and our peace song. So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine, and all is swell.
0: Now there is peace on earth, and it has this be the Lord. The night wind to the little end. Do you see what I see way up in the sky? Send a little lamb to, to the shepherd, shepherd boy. What do, you do, you what hey. do you hear what I do? You hear what I bring through the sky, shepherd boy? Do you? the tree with a voice as big as the sea. When-